What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Time is Ripe podcast. This is a podcast of Ripe Creatives, which is our ministry in the city of Philadelphia that focuses on leveraging the arts for the purpose of mission. And this uh, podcast is all about going back in time to different points throughout the calendar year of what we do with Ripe Creatives and uh, kind of drawing out the stories of individual dates. And today we have an awesome, awesome episode. Uh, it's from August 27th, 2022, and uh, it was a fantastic trip that a uh, few of us made out to the wonderful land of Newcastle, Pennsylvania, which is where I'm originally from. Uh, my name is Scott, if you missed that, and I'm from Newcastle, and that's where we headed out with a with a little motley crew uh, to talk about this whole story, the situation, uh, the weekend that we spent together, a couple of those people who are on that trip are with me today. Uh, we have a uh, returner to the podcast, Abel, a.k.a. Aaron Nazaria. What's up, Aaron? Hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? Um, glad to be back. It's Thanks good to have your me. voice back on the podcast. <laughs> it's always welcome on The Time is Ripe. Uh, Abel could probably be on 90% of the episodes we record. True. Uh, he just has a lot going on and work and family commitments and church commitments and all that kind of stuff. So we only get him every so often. Uh, but his voice is, is certainly valuable. Uh, we also have this other guy in the room. Uh, it, this is his first time being on a episode of Time is Ripe. But if we went through the first, you know, whatever, 10 episodes of the uh, podcast. He could have been on nine of the 10, mm. but he just wasn't on any of them. The legend. The and, one uh, and only. We, you've heard his name every single episode, mm -hmm. uh, some more than others. But for the first time on... DJ and G. What's good, baby? Hey, what's going on? I'm glad to uh, finally make it. <laughs> Appreciate that was, that was me trying to do a drum you know, roll. Life, life be lifing, but I'm, I'm glad to be here. Welcome. <laughs> We're glad to have you, uh, man. Let me, let, me just, uh, let me just say Angie is the behind-the-scenes goat, um, always serving, never looking for. I mean, similar to Scott. I mean, and Jared, all three of these guys sitting here in front of me. They do so much of the, you know, the lifting and behind the scenes stuff that doesn't get seen, but I appreciate it. So thank you guys. Bless you, kind sir. <laughs> we love you, man. Uh, as Abel just alluded to, Jared Moses is also here. Uh, he's not on today's episode, but he is here recording, as always, because uh, he didn't get to make this trip I out to you, Newcastle Jared. with us. Um, but yeah, so this this trip was a full weekend. The date, August 27th, was the Saturday, but we actually went out on Friday through Sunday um, to uh, Newcastle, PA, to a particular church. And just to kind of give context for the date, um, this was a booking through City Church, Newcastle. Um, City Church was planted by uh, Pastor Josh Watts, or affectionately known as J-Dub. Shout uh, out to J-Dub. Call, call him that, but J-Dub. Uh, I love Josh Watts. He was the youth pastor at my home church as I was moving to Philadelphia. Um, we started around the same time, the same time that I moved to Philly and started serving in Philly. He was starting at my home church. And we've had one of the best working relationships you could have uh, between two people who live on different sides of the states. And as my wife and I were launching Ripe Creatives, uh, City Church and Pastor Josh became one of our first partner churches became one of the first people to say, hey, can we get your right people to come out? And even predating Ripe Creatives as a ministry, 
uh, Abel and I, as well as Rick Harmon and a couple other guys, we did gigs with them as far back as like 2017 with the Mix Youth Retreat. The mix. Yeah, Geneva yep. College and uh, I remember that. At, at the hotel up in Sharon, uh, PA. So there's been a long-standing relationship between Ripe and City Church. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, as I said, one of our partner churches of Ripe Creatives as well. And uh, they continue to bring us out year after year. And we had actually done a youth event with uh, City Church in April. Ant was on that called All Access. And Abel couldn't make it. Rick couldn't make it. Demir couldn't make it. So we ended up taking Doc and Doc. Drew. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. And it was a blast. And so it was kind of actually our second time out as a team, even though the people kind of switched up. Um, but yeah, we took out Doc Hero, The Dreamer, and DJ and G in April. And then in August, we ended up going out with DJ Angie, Abel, and Demir, and Doc came back um, actually on this trip as well. So uh, the context for why we were brought out was a block party. Uh, it was a Saturday afternoon, evening, basically an outreach event for the church right in the town square uh, in the city of Newcastle. And they were just inviting kids and families out to have this wonderful day. And we were kind of the talent um, for the day. Fun times. So, yeah, basically, the block party involved a lot of different things. There was, like, cornhole tournament. There was, like, bouncy houses for kids. There was, like, a whole kid's zone outside of the bouncy houses for, like, arts and crafts and games. Then there was this concert area, and then there was food vendors, um, as well as, like, uh, drink vendors around the corner. So it was kind of yeah. like a whole, yeah, like... those energy johns. Like Yo, those things those were delicious amazing. energy drinks. The best I've ever had. They had a whole energy drink bar. What were they called? You remember the name? I don't remember what they're called. No, I forget. But I do know I, I stayed up. Um, Doc and Demir drove back that night. <laughs> and I stayed up to check on them. And I called this man at like 2 a.m. I'm like, yo, Doc, y'all good? Yeah, I'm good, man. This energy drink is great. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm, we just stop it one more time, and then we just going straight home. I'm like, bro, how many did you have? No, they were amazing. He had like three Doc was going nuts. Um, but I bring up all the like different things that were going on because it was a challenging space for performance, I would say. In the sense that we weren't the focal point. You know what I mean? Like there was so much happening for the city yeah. of Newcastle all at once. And we were kind of the background noise yeah. to some degree. Um, it was still awesome, but it was different than like getting booked for a conference where everybody's eyes and ears are focused on the stage. Yeah. Or you're at a festival where that's the reason why people are going. People yeah. are coming for a variety of different reasons. We just happen to be invited to be a part of it. And the people who that were actually watching um, were probably people that did not prefer hip-hop as their first style of music, I guess. Yeah, I always... I mean, there, was, there was some older folks watching or just like, you know, chilling, hanging around like in the distance on some tables and stuff. So, But it was, it was still good, but I agree it was different because I kind of felt like you know, I'm going to give this my all, but even the ones who are listening, I don't know if they even like this kind of music, <laughs> but glory to God, man, I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah, you it's know? funny because I remember them saying that they wanted to have like the worship team or somebody else do like singer songwriter stuff because we had said, hey, do you want us to bring singer songwriters 
to diversify the, the set. And they were like, oh, no. Like, we have some people we'll, we'll bring in locally. And then they didn't end up coming. So it was just hip hop the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, it was just, I'm going to wrap your face off for six hours. <laughs> I mean, I tried to do, diversify during my sets, you know, to try to get the ears of the, you know, diverse crowd that was there. So um, yeah. I enjoyed that challenge. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a challenge. But it was also beautiful because even though a lot of people, maybe it wasn't their genre of choice, they were exposed to something that they actually really did end up enjoying. And a lot of great conversations kind of came out of that day, mm -hmm. um, which we'll get to in a second. But I mean, I just was so, I am always so impressed by Josh, his team, their church, and the level of hospitality and care mm -hmm. that they put forth towards our team. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of hospitality, uh, this particular event was, I think, my first one after I had, like, major back surgery. Uh, mm. Yeah, like, I couldn't walk for, like, a month. Um, so, yeah, they didn't let me lift anything. They brought out this awesome, like, rolling computer chair. So I was just, like, spinning around in circles <laughs> and that on stage. But, yeah, they were super hospitable. Yeah, that's Yeah, It is wild because Canada was in July. Mm -hmm. And that's whenever, you know, obviously the, the initial problem with the back happened. And then you have back surgery. And I think I was telling you, there's no way you're going to Yeah, they were surgery. yelling at me like, you're not going. And I was like, put me in, coach. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Ant just shows up. Nevertheless. I remember there was, there was one older gentleman that was there that was getting down. This man was yes. in the yes. middle of every. He was all about it. He was dancing. It was so wholesome. I, I loved watching him. Yeah, it was like he was like all the way in. And I was saying fully committed. It was great. And let me just also state for the record, the game of cornhole is taken very seriously in Newcastle. That's facts. I had no idea. Like this championship was like the Super Bowl. <laughs> like these people had their their cornhole equipment. They had headbands, wristbands. All they, of that. They, were, they were just ready. <laughs> they had cheerleaders, pom-poms. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's really funny because it's actually my brother-in-law, Bobby. Shout out to Bobby. Um, he runs the cornhole tournament. And Bobby's just like that. Like, he just takes everything to the nth degree and gets people, like, pumped up for stuff as if it's, like, the biggest deal ever. <laughs> um, but, like, it is. Like, they talk trash throughout the year. Like, oh, that's whenever the cornhole tournament is. And then it's fun because, like, there's some people who show up that have no idea how to play cornhole. And then there are like some me. people who are, like, ringers, like, dead ringers that, like, they've been planning who they want to be their teammate for months to show up to the city church block party cornhole tournament and try to take home first place. What, yeah. what does uh, cornhole <laughs> training look like in the off season? Uh, I Do think we it's know just anything tossing, about that? tossing bags. I okay. just tossing bags. Tossing bags. Okay. And step toss, step, step toss, toss, step toss. I wonder if they have like portable backpack cornhole kits that they take around and train with. It's possible. It's it definitely is. possible. Okay. Um, shout out to City, City Church, though, for having us. I mean, even going back to the April event with All Access with Doc and Drew, um, Ant and I were obviously a part of that. It was really, really special um, to be able, anytime we get to do things in relationship with Pastor Josh. City Church, it's always a good thing. Um, and I do appreciate that it's like a recurring invitation. Like anytime they're doing a special event, 
they're looking for ways to like justify bringing us out from Philly. You know, like they're yeah. just always trying to figure out, hey, how do we get them involved? How do we allow them to be a part of this? Um, how do we get our students and young people exposed to them? Um, and this was just another one in a long a recurring list, you know, and something we're already talking about doing events with them in 2023 as well. Um, so just like super, super thankful for them. And I think one of the things for us is we always do these episodes and we're trying to draw out like what was the value of the trip? What was the value of the weekend? And obviously like recurring relationships, sure. I always think these trips have a ton of value for us as a community, right? Like just getting on the road together. Um, it, I, it's like it multiplies the depth of where you can get in relationship. Yeah. You know, yep. you might spend five hours together in Philly one day, just kind of hanging out and you can, you know, miss going real deep with each other. But when you're on the road, because the stakes are higher, because you're there to like make an impact and a difference on other people's lives, you ultimately just get deeper, quicker. And I remember even after the show on Saturday night, one of my favorite things was, might have been Friday night, was me, you, uh, Aunt, uh, Doc, and Demir sitting mm-hmm. around in the kitchen till like probably three in the morning. You might have went to bed at one point, but just watching Doc mentor Demir and answer questions about music and live sets and how to get ready and like sharing crazy yeah, stories sleep, on the road. But I'm sure it was great. But it was really beautiful. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is the value of this trip yeah. is like seeing those conversations happen. I remember you and yeah, I we were having up. a conversation. Me, you and Doc stood up yeah. to like, like three or four in the morning the next night or whatever and talked about yeah. music and yeah, really like how good. difficult it is to go after and what things to look for and things to get better at and all that kind of stuff. It was just, I was just like, oh, this is so fun Yeah. from this angle. Anything like from that, from your guys' end, like just spending time together that stuck out? Well, that's always like one of the most, like one of the things I'm always looking forward to most one of them is like just being out with all of you guys, spending time together, traveling together. Um, yeah, it's just it's just better to do things with family than on your own. And that time is, you know, if used wisely, it's always time that we can grow closer to one another and just share experiences and and see God move too. You know, so yeah. That's one of my favorite parts about doing any event with you guys is that we're doing it together. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's always valuable uh, just hearing everyone's, you know, uh, perspective, uh, you know, when we debrief and stuff like that. Just hearing um, what went well, like how we can grow, like because we're all, you know, always trying to improve and stuff like that. So think those moments uh, are awesome and um also just the like organic affirmation that that occurs throughout those times i think is pretty cool yep yeah one of the reasons why we launched this entire podcast time is right is because after every gig that we do every event that we go to we debrief as a team um whether that's in person right at this space where we performed or it's on the way home, we jump on a group call and talk. And those conversations have been so rich for our community and for each of us individually. It was like, what if we created a space where people could be let in on our debrief, mm-hmm. right? Like, what if whenever we leave an event 
instead of us just having the conversation ourselves, we actually let people in to hear about it. Um, and that was kind of, that's really what this entire podcast is. It's like our debrief, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. after the event, uh, to be able to share about, you know, kind of what, what we learned or what went well. And one of the things coming out of the event that we talked about at length, um, was a story with you, Aaron, um, you know, and, and like a particular guy that you kind of had, I mean, you, you can just tell the story, but to us, it felt like the fruit of the weekend, um, and I know Doc had his own stories and Demir had his own and I have my own set of things like just being in my hometown and performing and stuff. But, yep. but I would love for you to share this story, um, with the guy in Newcastle. Uh, yeah. So I was, you know, coming off of my set you know, I was like, you know, I was thankful that it went relatively well, but I was kind of like unsure of where to go after that. Cause there was like, you know, it's a, it's a block party. So there's a lot of different things going on. And I kind of was feeling like, I don't know, antisocial, like not really wanting to interact with people. I was tired and it was kind of a long day. We were on, it was our, hot. yeah, we were on our feet yes. a lot. And, but I just, I just remember like walking towards these bounce houses and I saw this, this guy, he was a dad and he had his two daughters and I saw that they were playing at the bounce house and then I saw him go sit down like on this little brick like half wall kind of situation and for some reason I just like in my mind I was like man I should probably go sit next to that dude but then I was you know eh, I, I don't I don't really feel like it but eventually I just did and I just started a conversation with him um, just asking him you know how he was doing and learning about his story and then you know as we continued to have a conversation I just felt you know like I was talking to this guy for a reason and was kind of just like looking for God to kind of lead me in the conversation you know so um, this guy was a single dad he had two daughters and uh, he had just recently gotten custody of them so it was just like yeah I don't know I think I was like so it became evident to me that I was supposed to talk to him when I noticed how um, how open he was with sharing his story and sharing where he's at and, you know, being vulnerable. Um, and as I started to share my story, you know, God naturally came into um, the conversation and, you know, he shared some stories with me about how, I don't remember exactly because I, I don't want to misrepresent what he said, but he had had some experiences um, with God and he had heard about God before. And, you know, ultimately I felt led to like bless this guy. <clears throat> so I sent him, asked him, you know, what his cash app was or whatever. And I sent him some money and I just remember him like, you know, breaking down and getting really emotional. Um, like he really needed that, you know what I mean? Or slash slash like he couldn't believe that someone would do that for him and I just used that moment to like just share you know the love of God with him you know to share about you know what Jesus did um and I don't know man I'm, I, I think I'm probably missing a little bit of details but overall like it, it was a very like it reminded me that simple obedience is powerful you know just like going over and talking to people, um, God can move in that. And then 
yeah, it was just amazing to see that this man was so open, you know, to God and and to to receive, you know what I mean? So, you know, he ended up, we all went to church the next day at that church that had a service, City Church. And I told him he should come out, and he did. He came, um, brought his daughters, and this man just looked like um, he was just glowing, man. Like he had new, like he found um, new life, like a burden was lifted off of him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we found out a little time later that he got baptized, and he's been faithfully attending that church with his daughters. So, Amen. I mean... Yeah, man, it's just like that. Those are the moments that, you know, really stand out the most to me, you know, that that I hope continue as we, you know, do any event that, you know, that I'd be open to allow God to, you know, speak to me and and lead me to any person that is open to receive him. So good. So, yeah, that, you know, I, I. I don't know if I'm recalling everything, but I just want to be clear. Like the moment was powerful. You know, I don't, I don't want like the weight of that to be lost in how I'm explaining it. Like I left that moment feeling like, wow, God, you're incredible. Um, It was like overwhelmingly awesome. And, and the guy felt the same way. He was like overwhelmingly blessed by that conversation. And uh, I just knew that was God, you know, through me. I don't think it was anything special that I did. I just made myself available. So it was really sweet, man. It's so good. It was. To us, that's the sweetest part about these types of experiences, right? Is not, oh, man, I murdered that set. Oh, I, you know, I did that song really well. Oh, did you see how many kids were jumping up and down? Like those things are so superficial comparatively to the time off the stage. And that's something we preach in our community a lot. Right, something that we're challenging one another in is like, let's not just do the set well, let's do the day well. Um, let's say yes to everything. And I think that what I found to be so funny was like we we left debriefing about how the sets didn't go as well mm-hmm. as we would have wanted. But everybody around the horn was like, man, I talked to this guy and here's what God did. I talked yep. to this girl and here's what God did. I talked to this dude and this... And everybody had like testimonies like this one that Aaron's sharing of somebody that they interacted with that like life change and life transformation was taking place in a significant kind of way that you might have thought, oh, it was the best show of all time. No, we just did our part on stage, yeah. right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. we just yep. did our music as best we could, try to have energy, try to get kids involved, you know, doing our sets well. But like this is what it's about. Right. right. And I think that that's what Josh knows too is who we are in terms of like our character and why we actually do all this art stuff. Yeah. Is that art is a vehicle to do ministry. Absolutely. Not, you know, ministry is a vehicle to get famous or something. Right. It's, it's always, we're leveraging the art to be able to do the, the deeper stuff. And I think that's something we all carry and we all care about. Um, you know, just to brag on Ant, like Ant is such a like, shepherding pastoring kind of person yep. in our community but also on the road like i can't tell you how many gigs i've been at where people are like man that dj guy is amazing not as a dj you are but <laughs> what they're talking about is who you are as a person yeah. because you made the investment in conversation 
to hear somebody's story and to pray for somebody and to touch somebody's life. Like your intentionality when we're on the road, I think is, is really, really special. Amen. Yeah. That was awesome, man. Actually, I texted him today. Um, forgot I had his number and, uh, he's still, he's still doing well, man. So yeah, I don't know. Like I've been in a season of my life where, you know, I've definitely feel like I've been overcomplicating things in my mind. <clears throat> but the, you know, the simplicity of that interaction is just so profound to me. You know what I mean? That this is really awesome, man. I just love how God saw him. You know, I think I, I remember saying that to him, like God saw you, man. Like he sees you because I was just standing over there. I was telling him, like, I didn't really feel like talking to anyone, but I was drawn to you i felt led to come speak to you and i I highlighted like god sees your situation and what you're going through because he had you know he went through a lot of brokenness man and i just love seeing god love people you know what i mean and the fact that he uses us to do it sometimes yeah it's pretty stinking humbling yeah it is absolutely it reminds you how you know how god loved you and saved you from what you were in so it was it was awesome man so good. It was good. And I, I particularly also love that he got connected immediately to this church so that he wasn't just like, I met a random person and now they're just out there trying to figure out life on their own, <laughs> Yeah, you know, without a community. He had a community he could slide right into. And I think that that is, um, that's important, especially yeah. in those early, you know, those early days of your walk. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the things we've talked about at length on this podcast, like almost every episode especially like the Germantown one, Jarrett can nod his head, because uh, we talked about this at length with Luke Billman uh, about the block party we did in July in Philly. Kept saying, like, it's not that doing a block party isn't attractive, it is, but I don't want to do it without a Luke Billman. I don't want to do it without a Shores of Grace ministry that's committed to the context, because if we come in and we do this free show and it's amazing and all these people had a great time, but they don't have anywhere to connect after we're gone, what did we do? Right. And it's Newcastle, it's like the same thing. Yeah. Like making the trip out there, there's probably other artists within a six hour radius that could do it, right? But they know our heart is partnership and relationship and intentionality. And we know that we can trust that if we meet a Matt or we meet a Johnny or we meet a Billy or we meet a Sarah or whoever it is. Yeah. By the end of that conversation that we've had with them, that we've stewarded, there's an opportunity for them to get plugged into a community that is going to walk with them for the long haul. Yeah. And I don't know. To me, I'm like, that's the best way to do these kinds of things. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't necessarily believe that, like, let's say if, you know, God led us to someone while we were out and we didn't necessarily have a direct community, I I do believe God can be sovereign enough to lead that person to what they need however i think when we when we are when we have when we are able to we should to the best of our ability connect people if you know if we have the choice we should provide a a community or make sure that these people have someone to follow up with them if you can't be that person because yeah it's definitely you know it's not very practical to be five hours away trying to disciple somebody come visit my church 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Please like, get on a plane. This it can night. happen. You know, they, yeah. we got we got we got all the technology for it, but you need people in your everyday life. You can't just be yeah. having a uh, virtual community. Yeah, one one day a week is not enough. It's yeah. just awesome to just uh, be able to communicate with somebody and them immediately be able to be plugged into a body. So yeah, yeah. I feel like I learned and I, that. I hear what you're saying, Aaron, about like. God is sovereign over. I think mm-hmm. what I have just noticed is like the opportunities ripe is getting mm-hmm. are these types of things. Yeah. Like we're not getting the uh, one-off things right. a lot of times. We're getting something that's being done by people who are deeply committed to their context. Right, right. And that's who we're getting invited in by. Yeah. Like even the Youth for Christ stuff and you know other Young Life things that we've done or whatever like the leaders that bring us in, there's like real commitment between the leaders and the students that we're in front of. Yeah. So it's never just like, oh, we just came in and did this gig. Right. Um, which I just find to be interesting because I yeah. think a lot of people are hunting for gigs and like gigs are great, but I just think it's been amazing how in the midst of a really busy rhythm that we have, like almost all the gigs that we're doing are these types of things. Right. Where it's in relationship with somebody that's gonna carry the long term. Yeah. Um, you know. So I agree, that's that's special. Yeah, we've been blessed with that. And City Church, uh, we love y'all and thank you for yeah. being one of those places that continues to to do stuff in relationship with the right. Um yeah. we very much I mean, that's the fruit it. of your faithfulness though, Scott. I mean, you know, I don't mean to toot your horn because I know you don't like it, but You've been very faithful to keep connections with people, to um, sow into people, to serve them well. And that speaks volumes, man. It's opened a lot of doors for us to share our gifts and our hearts um, in our our relationships with God. And yeah, man, we appreciate it. I appreciate it, you know, that, you know, all that you do. Yes, we we appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Your treasure is being stored up. <laughs> Something like that in heaven. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, I, it it's really special for me. You know, like going home and knowing the challenge of doing ministry in your hometown, and the challenge of like, especially somebody with my testimony and like going kind of wild. You know, like my my name was in the newspaper for the wrong reasons. Right back in the day, right. And mm-hmm. kind of being out there, being wild, and then God, like, saving my life. But pretty much right after he did, he sent me to Philly. So I'm in this context where people are like, is he really the real deal? Like, is he actually a good person? Right. And and I sense that in Newcastle sometimes where, I, you know, it's just like, this is not where I've grown up. They remember you faith. as something. They remember yeah, you remember as something, something else. something different, you know. Yeah. And wanting to you know, be an example of something different. Um, and I think what is really special for me is is getting to go back to Newcastle and not go alone, but to go with not only my wife, but you guys. Right. Like my brothers in arms, right? People that I genuinely care about a ton, that know my heart, that have walked life with me in Philly. And for us to get to go together, I think it's just been such an encouragement. Whereas, like, if I was just going back myself, I think it would feel a little bit more intimidating or different. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you guys. Like, I hear what you're saying about, oh, because of your relationship with them, we mm-hmm. get to get these opportunities. But 
part of what has made me want to maintain relationship with so well is because of getting to do these opportunities together with you guys. Yeah. Right. And, and for it to be something that we're doing together and we're getting to serve, you know, cause I wrestled with moving back to Newcastle for years. Mm-hmm. I thought that that's what I would end up doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what my future is going to, you know, hold, but to see people like Josh living into what I thought maybe I would end up doing one day, like doing ministry in Newcastle. I see him and I see what city church is doing. And I was like, God answered all those prayers and concerns I had. Yeah. Like everything that I was like, God, will you do this for the city of Newcastle? He's done it through them. Mm. So then for us to get to come in and see it and participate in it is like ridiculously sweet for me. Right. You know, so I just want to honor you guys for that as well. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm it's just here for the ride until I until I go home to glory. Amen. <laughs> well, I'm sure yes, we will Lord. have plenty more of these shenanigans. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Time is Ripe. Do either of you guys have anything final you want to add? Read your Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Yeah, thank you for partnering with us. And if... Uh, you happen to stumble upon this podcast and uh, realizing, hey, this is something I'd want to invest in to see more stories like the Newcastle Block Party, uh, more people like Matt to be impacted along the journey of everywhere that we go, doing this whole ministry music stuff. Um, you can partner with us through ripecreatives.com if that is of interest. All of your support helps fund not only this podcast, but every single thing that we do. Every episode is a reflection of ministry that we get to do, and all of that is made possible through other people's generosity. And so yeah. uh, we would we would love for you to consider being a part of it with us so that we can continue to do more in the future. Um, also, if you want to join our community line, the number is 215-273-3540. You can text that the word time is ripe, and we will uh, make sure that you get every single episode as soon as it drops. Uh, cause that's a great way for us to stay up with you all. And yeah, please stay connected with us. Check out our website and, uh, make sure you follow Abel. Uh, all of his music shenanigans are amazing. And that's A A B L E in Jesus name. Um, A A B L E I N J U S U S N A M E. What is that? Abel. In Jesus' name. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't following. I was about to say, he changed his IG name. I was over. like, what is that? That was good, right, No, it's uh, at, at Able Music um, on everything. Um, um, yeah. We're, 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 we're uh, gearing up for this new year, man, 2023. We want to see growth and consistency. And I'm, a lot of our artists and people in general uh, we have some good momentum so we're looking to keep that amen it's gonna be a great great season ahead thanks again for tuning in to today's episode and uh, until next time as always stay right stay right right. peace